Recorded at 1.09 p.m. October 31st, 2016. So, are we just waiting here then? We told her we'd wait in the car and besides... I don't trust this whole thing, it's too... odd. That seems like an oversimplification. Hey. She left her recorder behind. She brought in that box, though. Adam, this thing is... What? I think it's... It's like it's connected to the internet or something. What do you mean? Listen. Weird. Why would it do that? I think maybe... It's still on. Hi, uh, Mary, wasn't it? I have an appointment for half past. Lucy. Oh, yes, of course. You know, you're the first person to drop in all day. Really? <laughs> yeah, very quiet. Have a sit down anyway, you're a bit early. He's on a personal call at the minute, but I'll let him know you're here. Thanks. Could I... Could I uh, ask you something? Of course, yeah. Um, have... How long have you been working with Dr. Moore? <laughs> oh God, am I that obvious? Sorry? The doctor's only just moved to these premises in the last month. Everything's new, including me. I'm only in certain days, though. So you don't know him that well, then? Well, he's very professional, but as I said, I'm only new. I know how he likes his coffee, but that's about it. Do you want a glass of water, pet? You're looking a bit pale. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, thanks. He's ready for you now. And you've been following the schedule we discussed? Yep. Good. Good. It's important to stick to routine with these things. How would you say you've been feeling overall? Um, it's been... Different, yeah. Kind of a strange week. Oh? How so? Just, um, hectic and stuff. Been more tired than usual. Hmm. And your diet? Have you been eating like we discussed? No snacking or anything, no. I've been behaving myself. And your actual sleeping pattern, how has that been? Um, fine, yeah. Very good. Now, tell me about what you've been bringing back with you. I... How have the transitions been? Any headaches when you've woken up? 
Now, Lucy, there's no need to get excited. You're perfectly safe. You know. About what specifically? About everything. About the dreams. About... About the sword. The crows. You gave us quite a mess to clean up there. You really should try not to nod off in class. You've known the whole time. Of course. You're a big investment. We had to make sure you stayed in one piece. Couldn't have another situation like the last one. The last one? Well, you're hardly the first. You're very resilient, though. You should be proud. What's going on, please? I I don't understand any of this. You don't need to understand. That's not your role. You have a very important part to play, and you're almost ready. Now, back to the matter at hand. How have the transitions been? Have you noticed any differences between large constructs and small ones? You mean, you mean the things I've been waking up with? Constructs, yes. The things you've brought to life, for lack of a better term. Has there been any correlation between what you've brought and your appetite, for example? What the fuck is going on here? Lucy, calm down. This is all perfectly... You've gone, you've, you've gone and brainwashed me and now you're... I have to ask you to keep your voice down. We share a building. I'm not going to keep my fucking voice down! What have you been... What have you done to me? I realise this is all very confusing. I'll try my best to sum things up for you in as straightforward a manner as I can. But you have to understand, I need you to remain calm. Well? I'm listening. Good. All right. Where to start? (laughs) The beginning, then. Tell me, do you know much about Celtic myth? Sorry? Celtic myth, ancient legends, that sort of thing. Like... Uh, The children of Lear and stuff. More or less. I take it you aren't well versed then. Where is this going? I grew up in a tiny village in the middle of the country. A pub, a church, half a dozen cottages. Like something off a postcard. Really lovely hidden little spot. I doubt it even shows up on most maps. When I was older, I realised our community was special. Our church wasn't the same as others. There were things we weren't allowed to tell strangers or even friends we met at school in the nearby town. So you're... You're what? You're part of a cult or something? Have you ever heard of the Morrigan? (laughs) The what? It's an old Celtic legend. The Morrigan was a goddess or a spirit or a demon, depending on what book you're reading. It's one of the more unusual Irish folk tales because it varies so much from one account to another. However, there is one version of the story that is my personal favourite. Would you like to hear it? Fine. Fado, Fado. In Erin, there lived a young farmer. He cared for the land and served his king, a man who had forgotten to whom he owed his crown. One night, the farmer awoke to find a crow perched at the entrance to his hut. It spoke to him and warned him that his king was to be the cause of the deaths of many thousands. The crow promised the farmer that he would be spared, but only if he passed a test. The next day, the farmer told the others in his village of the crow's warning, but no one believed him. He returned home, uncertain of whether the warning from the crow had been a dream. That night, he awoke to find an elderly woman at the entrance of his hut. She warned him that an army was on their way to destroy the land, but that he would be spared if he passed a test. 
The next day, the farmer again tried to warn his village of the impending danger, but none would believe him, thinking him mad. Another man from the village reported the farmer's warnings to the king's men. That night, the farmer awoke to find a great dark beast at the entrance of his hut. It spoke to him and warned him that it would devour all those in the land, but would spare the farmer if he passed a test. The next day, terrified, the farmer rode his horse through the village, telling every man and woman he met that they must run, that a great beast was preparing to devour them. But none believed him, knowing him now to be a madman. The farmer was grabbed by the king's men and placed in the castle's dungeons for spreading falsehoods about the king and inciting unrest. That night, while the farmer was locked in his cell, the beast came with a great army under its control, and by the time the sun rose, the village and castle were rubble. Every man, woman and child was dead. The farmer awoke to find himself unharmed, but saw to his shock that the village and its people were no more. A woman's voice called to the farmer, leading him to an opening in the ground where the castle wall had once stood. He followed the voice down a dark stone tunnel, stretching deep into the earth. The tunnel led to an enormous cavern, and at the centre stood the woman, unlike any woman the farmer had ever laid eyes on. She spoke to the farmer and told him that she was the Morgan, the goddess of fate and war, and that he had passed her test. Years ago, she had granted a mortal dominion over her land in exchange for their pledging to worship only her. But that mortal's descendants, the kings and queens of the land, had forgotten their duty, and she had grown angry. She had found the farmer, and through his dreams, she took on a new form, first as a crow, then as a hag, and finally as a great beast destroying all those who had forsaken her. He had proven himself, for it was true his faith that she had attained enough strength to regain her form. She granted the farmer dominion over the land he had helped to restore to her, in exchange for his and his descendants pledging to worship only her, and promised them that one day she would return to cleanse the world of all those who had forgotten her. So that's... that's... For generations, that story was handed down by word of mouth, then written, then translated and rewritten, and retranslated so many times, it's tough to tell where things have changed from the truth. But the core of the story is still there, and that's what's important. Where do I fit in? Come now, Lucy. I would have thought by now it was clear. You're the farmer. You're the way to bring her back. To finally have her here with us. To break the world so we can start again her chosen people. You're you're crazy. This is all crazy. I no, I'm, I'm Let me out of here. Unlock the door. Let me go. Well, I can't do that, can I? You're much too important to leave wandering around unsupervised any longer. Let me out. Hello. I don't expect anyone can hear you. I sent Mary home for the evening. What? 
what do you want? Please, just, just let me out. Please, what's the... Lucid is written by Liam Cuthbert and based on work by Liam Cuthbert and Emmett O'Brien. Episode 6, The Box, featured the voice talents of Marie O'Donovan as Lucy, Shane Corcoran as Adam, Luke Jason Farrell as Brian, Laura Brown as Mary, Dara Keating as Dr. Moore, and me, Kira O'Brien, as the voice of the credits. Our theme music is composed by Myrne Joyce Hearn. This episode featured music by Claire Regan. Sound design and editing by Luke Jason Farrell. Production coordination by Alex Herlihy. Special thanks for this podcast goes to Emmett O'Brien, Alison McCarthy, Johnny Hanrahan, as well as all those who helped make this project a reality. Lucid is recorded in CIT Cork School of Music in Cork City, Ireland. Like the show? Review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find us online at www.lucidpodcast.com or follow us on social media. Just search Lucid. That's L-U-C-Y-D. And now... A haiku. So you are mine now. I can hold your life and death to play as I wish. Moi, ah, 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 ah. Add that to the end. Mm. <laughs> that was sorry. That was a character choice. Yeah. <laughs>